0: There. Welcome to ATL in 29, a Peachtree Hoops podcast where we look at the NBA from the starting point of Atlanta. Uh, just wanted to get you caught up on yesterday's practice and a couple of other things that have happened in the past couple of days since the Houston game. Uh, but since today is the first day of the NCAA tournament, or at least the meaningful part of it when you get it down to 64 teams, a fact on one Atlanta Hawk. Vince Carter's first game at the University of North Carolina against a ranked team was against Villanova and Kerry Kittles. Kerry Kittles retired from the NBA in 2005. So that's a fact for today, the first day of the meaningful part of the NCAA tournament. Uh, let's start with an update on the health of Miles Plumlee. I asked Lloyd Pierce if he practiced yesterday, and Pierce talked about that and a little bit more. It sounds like Plumlee might not play much, if at all, for the rest of the season.
1: Did Miles practice? No, no. Miles is uh, not going to practice for a while. His knee, you know, he was getting close, and the the knee flared up a little bit, and so it's just kind of what happens. You try and bring a guy back. you're waiting for the next day to see how it responds, and the next day didn't respond well. So, just back, kind of back to square one. Let's see, you know, how do we contain it better, and then slowly integrate them back in. And it's just not, that's what happened. And he, he was able to play with our guys, our coaches, and it flared up
0: a little bit. So, it was a little bit of a setback. I'm recording this on a Thursday afternoon. So, after Wednesday night's game, Dallas lost again. This is my shocked face. They currently have the sixth worst worst record in the NBA by a full game now uh, below Memphis, who won in overtime last night over the Houston Rockets the day after they were in Atlanta. If we look at the lottery odds for the fifth, sixth, and seventh worst NBA records, which is right now where Atlanta, Dallas, and Memphis currently sit, Atlanta, with the fifth-worst record, would have a 42.1% chance of jumping into the top four spots. Dallas, with the sixth-worst record, would have a 37.2% chance of jumping into the top four spots. And Memphis, with the seventh-worst overall record, would have a 32% chance of jumping into the top four spots. So, you know, with each spot that Dallas plummets down the standings... They pick up about a 5% chance extra of moving into the top five aisle of the lottery and keeping their top five protected pick that they owe to Atlanta. Not great odds. Dallas has done a marvelous job of moving down the standings, so congratulations to them. There are a bunch of teams right there with them. Uh... Only one and a half games better than Dallas are both New Orleans and Washington. So, you know, one and a half games separates Dallas, Memphis, Washington, New Orleans. But at the rate Dallas is going, it's going to be hard to probably get below them for those teams. So, we shall see. A couple of other notes before we get to Jamila J and talking about Kent Bazemore, his career in Atlanta, and his faux pas in the Houston game. Trey Young has passed Luka Doncic in terms of three point percentage. Doncic went one for four last night. His three point percentage is now 33.5% for the season. Trey Young is at 33.6%. Uh, if somehow that margin keeps increasing, that could help Trey Young's case as we move into the. Uh, tail end of the season, and the final stages of this Rookie of the Year race. In the Hawks-Rockets game Tuesday, an NBA record was set. James Harden set the NBA record for three-point attempts in a season, breaking the mark that Steph Curry set in his MVP season. Harden isn't just going to break that record, he's going to shatter it. Steph Curry had 886 three-point attempts in his MVP season. He converted them at a ridiculous rate and hit over 400 of those attempts. Uh, Harden doesn't have nearly that success rate, but what he's doing is equally impressive. He's putting up 13.3 three-pointers a game, over 13 threes a game. If he keeps this pace up over the remaining part of the season, uh, Harden is going to surpass 1,000 three-point attempts in a single season, which, you know, given his success rate, while it isn't what Curry was doing, the fact that he's getting them on such a high volume that he's getting them while he's carrying his team's offense, uh, especially during the stretch of the season where so much of the team was hurt, the fact that he can do that and be this efficient uh, is really a stupendous feat. So congratulations to James Harden for setting the record for three-point attempts And uh, look forward to him closing in on the thousand threes attempted here in the final weeks of the regular season. A couple of interesting numbers in conjunction with that. When you look at the team numbers for three point shots, those have increased dramatically too since Curry's MVP season. In Curry's MVP season, the average team was taking 24.1 threes a season. In the three seasons since then, it's bumped up to 27, then 29 to now where it's up to 31.8 three-point shots attempted by each team per game. That's an incredible number. You know, it's up almost from where it was just three seasons ago. 24.1 three seasons ago, 31.8 now. I mean, the three-point shot, you know, it's just the boundary that's just going to keep getting pushed and pushed and pushed. I don't think teams have really gotten to the boundary of where they can push it. And I think they definitely haven't gotten James Harden accepted maybe to the boundary of where an individual can push that kind of number. Alright, time to talk about Kent Bazemore. In the Houston game, he was guarding James Harden. James Harden made a spectacular move, threw Kent off. Kent had no idea what was coming and he ended up getting spun around. It happens, right? Uh, To talk about that move, and to talk about Kent Bazemore's career and his response online, uh, I want to bring in Jamila J. So here is our conversation with Jamila. We're here with Jamila J. Uh, she was the very first guest on ATLM 29. I'm not really sure how many years ago that was, but let's not count. <laughs> and I wanted to ask her about uh, Kent Bazemore because she and I have both. Been around for the five five years that Kent's been in Atlanta.
2: Oh my gosh, it's been five years.
0: <laughs> I think this is his fifth year here, right?
2: Uh yeah. 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 I think Oof. that's yeah. Oh gosh, I can't even I stopped counting after like
0: year three. So <laughs> <laughs> And you know, it's interesting because I don't know quite how to say it, but like his role has changed a lot in five years. In yeah. all sorts of directions, like when he got yeah. here, he was the project. Like,
1: I didn't think he had
0: <laughs> many expectations. He was in right. the rotation, but he was like, like the tenth man.
2: Yeah, it was kind of.
0: They were counting on top of really, more.
2: They yeah, they were not really expecting much from him. Which was, I mean, it was perfect for him to kind of yeah. ease into it.
0: And they still had John Jenkins. I mean, I think if if Jenkins had. Played well, they would have just maybe played Jenkins at that point, but they went yeah. with Baysmore Yep. And so then he plays, what everybody got hurt. They win sixty games. Everybody, literally everybody on the team is hurt <laughs> except for Perro. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and so he he starts two it, games in the playoffs against LeBron. Yeah. He always brings that up because that was like a big moment for him. Like he had yeah, to do stuff.
2: Yeah, that was crazy.
0: And so then he's a starter. Because Tabo was, you know, Tabo. Yep. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Tabo's here tonight. I'm looking forward to that.
2: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Definitely have to talk to him about that.
0: (laughs) And so, you know, Kent takes on a bigger role. And then the team kind of goes into Hawks 2.0 with Dennis Schroeder and Dwight Howard. And Kent signs a big contract. Right. And now he's got a big role. And he even has, like, a bigger role in the media, like.
2: Right, it's he, he got to like, be like a go-to he's the guy. You guy, yeah, right? yeah.
0: <laughs> Especially after a loss, because that team was—they were chatty exactly. after a win.
2: <laughs> yep, after but a loss, Kent was the one that you would go to because you knew
0: <laughs> he was dependable. Yep. <laughs> right, and so then That's then exactly okay, right. then Schlenk comes in and <laughs> reboot the team and. Kent's actually the best player. Crazy, I think. Last year, right? I mean, yeah. I don't. Dennis was pretty good, I mean, but I think was... Kent was better because he was playing defense and.
2: Yeah, yeah. Everybody was like pretty much relying on Kent. Like they were looking towards Kent, kind of as the guy.
0: Okay, and so, like, what I wanted to ask you about was, you know, taking all that stuff into consideration, in light of what happened. I guess two days ago against Houston, you know, he, he has a play. He's guarding James Harden. Uh, that's, that's no small task. James Harden scored on a lot of people. Uh, and so he gets spun around and that goes viral. And so he, I, I wanted to ask Kent about that because then Kent wrote up an impassioned plea that he put on, Instagram and Twitter, and here's what he said.
2: iPhone notes, tweet. <laughs> oh, oh,
1: this morning? Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, just having fun with it, man. Uh, it's kind of long with the Kobe Bryant detail stuff. You know, I, I watch a lot of James Harden, uh, a lot of his clips. and you know, Like I said, you know, when he goes left, he likes to a little left foot, left dribble, step back. And, you know, I kind of anticipate that because it's a game of chess at the end of the day, man. You know, I just guess wrong, so... I thought it was kind of cool uh, to kind of capitalize on the moment, had some fun with it, you know, it hasn't been, uh, you know, the best couple of weeks from me, on the floor, so I just thought I had some fun with it, you know, in a good mood today, uh, feeling good, so. so how did you find out about it last night, that it was, was just like you look and there's like more text than usual, or no, what No, yeah, happens? it wasn't even text, like my phone was just going, and my, uh, my social media was on fire, you know, like, I guess you know. I mean, anytime he does anything, you know, he breaks the internet. So, uh, it's part of. But you know what, people don't talk about is last time we played him, you know, I kind of had a hand in the end of this thirty-point streak. So <laughs> yeah, we call it even, man. it's, it's part of the game. You know? Anyone that loves to play defense is going to happen too. So I you was know, just on the wrong end of the stick last night. Did you come back to social media because there was a while? Or where... yeah, I mean, yeah. You know, I'm starting to indulge a little bit more, and you know, I've, I've kind of. Uh, kind of found out the importance of it you know i knew how important it was you know early on in my career but how like you know companies like the market and you know just you know just expanding your brand in order to expand your brand you gotta you know hear, hear from you a little bit and kind of fall in love so i'm you know, just kind of having fun with it you know get a podcast a little shout out on there you know because i think we, we record again this week and it probably won't come out for another couple of weeks so i kind of want to go ahead and get it out there. Do you you mentioned that the podcast thing? Do you, do you look at that almost
0: as like a release or a, not? Therapy is too strong a word, but just a way to kind of express your feelings.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, We kind of keep it, uh, you know, somewhat vanilla to a certain extent on there. You know, we're not really uh, telling everything, but you know, it's just a good outlet, man. And people, you know, fall in love with it. Uh, it's amazing. Uh, to see the outreach you have and how people are... Uh, how much in common you and another person has and you know, the tweets you get. All this other stuff. So uh, it's been a good out. And then obviously to spend time with Vince and, uh, you know, off the floor and kind of hear some of his stories. You know, a lot of the stuff we talk about did not even make a cut but it's you know, just kind of good to see, you know, what 21 years in the NBA looks like. You mentioned, you know, brand and marketing. Uh, are you trying to recruit
0: Kevin to Under Armour? He had some, like, nice uh, Maryland...
1: Kicks yeah, about
0: a month ago. Yeah,
1: yeah. I'm, you know, <laughs> he, he went to Maryland. Uh, that's where the CEO Kevin playing with the school, so right. uh, they got that connection there. But uh, yeah, I'm definitely trying to get him in Under Armour kicks before he blows up, and you know every other shoe company comes after him. So uh, I'm working on it. <laughs> Thank you, appreciate All right. it. Yep. <laughs> All right. So that's what Kent said. And he got a lot of
0: grief, I think, in part just because he put it in, what, notes?
2: Yes. They they definitely pointed that out. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, is, you know, how how do you think Kent's going to make this adjustment in going from sort of the bottom up to the top, and now you, you get this new team and the focal points of the team. Oh my God. They don't really include Kent anymore. It's, it's hard.
2: I know. And I was thinking about that because it's just... Uh... It's so weird how, how the dynamic has changed with, with him. It's just I know it's got to be difficult um, from a player's perspective because even, even media-wise, and I've recognized this myself, I don't necessarily look to go to Kent. It's just because, you know, after a loss or something like that, he's not going to be one of the ones who has even maybe played as many minutes or, you know, like he's not right. really had that much of an impact on the game. So it's like really interesting to just to see how that's changed. And I know it's got to be tough. I mean, I know it's got to be tough for him and he has this whole um, like personality where you look at him as kind of the optimist and kind of, you know, he's always kind of putting a positive spin on things and he's, he's kind of got this personality that everybody knows him for. So it's, it's tough for him to really show like a different side, um, even like to to the media, but it's, it's been like, it's been different. Uh, And especially with the technicals he's gotten this year. And it's just been like,
0: yeah, that was rough. I knew that that was coming just because like when the referees put out their points of emphasis at the beginning of the season, like they're like this hand wave here, this is no longer acceptable. It's like, wait, that's what Kent does.
2: Yeah. And And it's it's not like like a malicious thing. It's like
0: frustrating. Yeah. He just kind of he does this thing and then he walks away, but yeah, he gets a technical for that now.
2: Yep, and and you know it's frustrating and you know it's going to be hard to to of course contain your emotions. So it just
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: just and thin, so yeah, he's, he's an emotional guy, and so the fact that he's always willing to kind of take the positive thing, like sometimes he takes that positivity and he's giving it back to us with like through gritted teeth. You could tell that. You know, right. sometimes it's hard. If you're going to have that much energy all the time and yeah. try to be up, yeah. there's still going to be times when you're down and right. he, you know, he puts right. a face on it. Exactly. He doesn't you
2: know, necessarily portray that to us because we always kind of expect a certain, a certain Kent Bazemore. So it's, it's, it's tough. I know it's tough.
0: It's, it's a weird dynamic. So like contract wise, you know, he signed that contract in the summer before the Howard Schroeder season. And so yeah. he's going to have a player option for next season, which, I mean, I'm guessing he takes, right? That seems, it's a lot of money. Right. I
2: mean, he, he clearly, you know, he clearly put out that this is where he wanted to be. I mean, he literally put out <laughs> right that he was very thankful for it. So, I mean, it's just, just the, the, Different roles that he's had to take.
0: It's
1: interesting. I
2: know it's, like um, it's,
0: and it's one yeah. thing. Like, you know, when he first stopped starting, and Lloyd Pierce, I guess started. I think it was Herter who went up. Maybe I can't remember. Right? Who was came.
2: it? Wasn't it when Kent was injured? Right. Uh, no, I think somebody. Was, he's he's okay. He's coming back from injury or something. I think
0: there were lots of injuries early on, so we never really knew who. <laughs> Who the real yeah, starters was, were going to be. Yeah,
2: there I mean, and even the, I remember Coach was saying that like he didn't even have a lineup that he could, a starting lineup he could actually evaluate because mm, there hadn't been a consistent
0: starting lineup. Yeah, Herders missed, totally missed games early. Kent yeah. missed some games. Yeah, but then like when everybody was remember. healthy, they kind of said, "Okay, Kent, you're not going to be a starter anymore." And he was, yes. you know, he was darn near heroic about it. Like he, you know, did yes. everything you could ask for him.
2: Yes, which is crazy because at one point it was looking like it was leaning towards, you know, this is kind of your team. You know, this is this is Kent Bazemore. He's, you know, he's the guy in the media. He's the guy at different events. He's hosting events. He's giving back to the community. You know, like it, yeah. it was kind of like this is all Kent, and then things kind of shifted. And he had to adapt, which, I mean, of course, it's Kent, so he's, you know, gung-ho about it, but.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's interesting to see what will happen. Like, I was nervous for him at this trade deadline, just because, like, he and his wife were expecting. He said something the other day, it's like, it's four weeks now or something, four or five weeks. So, you know, congratulations to to him and his family. Yeah. 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 But, you know, I'll be nervous for him at the next trade deadline, too. But hopefully, you know, hopefully after, you know, the baby arrives and things get settled down. Because it would have been, I I can't imagine, like, trying to move when you're in that situation. Oh, my
2: gosh, yeah. I mean, he's already settled. You know, it's it's just a lot. I mean, because there were, of course, the rumors last season. And then this season, it was, like, amped up tremendously. And of course he's going to know about it and hear about it.
0: And I mean, he's, the, time, he's the kind of player a, a, a contending team would want, you know, that every team, right? they usually have their point guards and their bigs, but they're looking for wings, you know, for the playoff stretch, somebody gets hurt and you need another one. Or even if you don't, right. I mean, that's the kind of player that you want to have in abundance going into the playoffs. I could see somebody <laughs> wanting to get him next trade deadline when he's about yeah. to be a free agent.
2: Exactly, yeah.
0: But, you know, until then, it's just kind of that weird dynamic where it's like, you know, the focal points are these two 20-year-olds, which is great for them. But it, at the same time, it makes these weird situations.
2: Exactly. Yeah. I mean, if, like, if you would have said, what was this, like, last year or a year before? Like, if it would have been, like, last year or at, right after he signed his contract, like, Ken's coming off the bench. You know, it would have been like, mm, you just signed this big contract and the city's behind you know I would have been like well that's different and for it to actually happen but I mean even so to see how how things have just changed with the team overall it's like you see why but then it's still
0: I know even in asking you to do this with me it's like well who's been here for five years and it's like not very many <laughs> right. people have been here for five years, right? Right. <laughs> so it's interesting. Would, how would what did what did you think of specifically about his response to uh, to the James Harden um, viral moment?
2: <laughs> I was uh, I was surprised. <laughs> I wasn't surprised by what he said because I I mean. And talking to Ken and like doing post games or whatever, whatever. I I'm used to Ken kind of joking about things or explaining things, and like you know he goes into depth about a lot of plays on the court and everything. So I'm not surprised by that. Right. But the fact that he actually posted it on Instagram and then everybody picked it up, that was that was surprising. I would have not. At all, seen that coming. <laughs>
0: I mean, I was I mean, surprised just because, like, as, as you probably heard in the clip, like, I, I talked to him a couple of months ago and I was like, you know, do you look at your phone after the games? Do you want to see the tweets and the things? <laughs> and he's like, no, that's, I, I don't want really anything to do with social media.
2: Right.
0: And I was like, wait, you must have been looking. <laughs> right? It's like, because that's why yeah, you, I was confused. It's like, well, how, how did you been... know? <laughs>
2: And it's I mean, who hasn't guarding, you know, James Harden, sure. especially over a a long period of time or over the game or whatever. Who hasn't been embarrassed
0: by Exactly. Him? Like, Stuff happens. I mean
2: The Hawks yeah. celebrate the same
0: thing. Like, you know, when Trey takes somebody and like cooks them like he did Bruce Brown. Right. You know, when he had Bruce Brown going the wrong direction and the ball going the other way, <laughs> yeah. it was like, you know, the Hawks <laughs> celebrated that and it went viral. I mean, it happens. But yeah, it Sometimes does happen. the easiest it way out does. is to just kinda creep in the darkness
2: right right just kind of lay low let it happen to somebody else or something i mean basketball it's happening every day there's a game every day so something else is going to happen that people are going to talk about it is what it is i think but part for of the him reason, to actually come i think part out, of the
0: reason went viral against him specifically was like if you heard the houston play-by-play call it was like Somebody get oh. Kent Bazemore a map, and it's like, oh, wow, that's a oh, rough way to call no, it.
2: Oh, I didn't hear that. I think that's part
0: of why it was sort of... <laughs> usually something's viral. It's like you look at the positive aspect. Wow, you know, he, he really tricked somebody. What a great play by the player who yeah. made the play, as opposed oh, yeah, to the player who got does, tricked. You know what
2: that, I mean? That does, add, that does add to it, yeah.
0: I think that made it harsh. But, yeah. You know, Kent is Kent, and...
2: I mean, I on him. on the positive side, he he has been talked about <laughs> a lot. So, <laughs> if that, you know, if it's, if it's, um, I, I, I've i seen different reactions to it. That's that's the thing. Like, I've seen people like, oh, much respect to Kent Baysmore for coming out and saying this. Right. It happens to a lot of guys and nobody comes out and explains it like this. That's great. And then I've seen that of course opposite where it's like oh no what is he doing right. so I mean, it's,
0: it's yeah they were the Hawks fans that thinking they were going to get it from other fan bases like oh when my friend who's a fan of team x <laughs> sees this he's going to give me crap about it right that kind of reaction
2: yeah yeah that's true I definitely saw a lot more um Atlanta fans that were kind of disappointed in it than anybody else. But a lot of, I mean, I saw a lot of Houston fans that were. Oh my. Do you have
0: family in Houston? You go to Houston for the games a bunch, don't you?
2: I, I have been a couple of times. I actually don't have family there. Okay. I know a couple people out
0: there, like okay. a couple of friends,
2: but um, nobody's really, the, the crazy thing is nobody was really talking about what happened on the court. It, Ends up that people were talking about when Kent posted the explanation.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I, you know, we we talked about the awkward dynamic. I talked to Kent after the game. You know, everybody kind of went to one direction. I was like, well, let me go talk to Kent. We talked about a few things after that Houston game. I forgot about it, to be honest. Like, I knew that it was kind of a big deal, but like, in talking to him after the game, I was like, I have these other questions I want to ask him. And I didn't even think about it. I had to go back to him the next day.
2: Right, and that's what happened with me, too. Because, I, I, you know, you you see something happen in real time, whatever, whatever you react, but there's so much that happens in a game that, I mean, and then it's a loss, and then this and that. You're not really thinking about, like, one particular especially something like that. Not until, like, the next day is actually when I, like, revisit it, because I was like, wait, what? Like, what is this? <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, I was like, oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, man. The internet is forever. Welcome yes. to 2019. Yes, yes. Well, I I think so that uh, uh, when oh go, so ahead. go ahead.
2: No, I was gonna say um, you talking to Kent uh, about it. That um, yeah, just seeing where he was coming from with that. It was very it was it was interesting to see like his his kind of thought process behind it
0: right well, yeah, I, I think i've uh I've used up our allotted twenty minutes, and I know that you have a busy schedule today, and you have to you're going to the game tonight, correct?
2: I am then I really I have to make
0: sure understand. you get done so that you can get to State Farm <laughs> Arena on time with Kyle Corver and Tabo Cephalosha in town. It's like we come I know full circle the return, oh to, gosh,
2: and I don't know if you caught Utah last night in new york against the knicks but i saw like the first quarter of the game right and
0: uh <laughs> yeah usually a back-to-back you're counting on the opposing team being you know spent and i don't i don't think the knicks pushed right. them hard enough to no have them actually i'm be not spent.
2: thinking that's what happened <laughs> at all so uh <laughs> it'll be it'll be fun to see kyle and tabo back out there
0: all right jamila well as always i I appreciate your time and your help, and I look forward to seeing you soon. Definitely. All right.
2: Awesome. It's a pleasure. Thanks. Thank you. All right.
0: <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, and I will see you tonight.
2: Okay. Yes, sir. We'll see you.
0: All right. Thank you. Thanks. Bye. Bye.